invasion. The planet Cato Nemoidia is under separatist attack. Anakin Skywalker and his Padawan Ahsoka Tano rush to the rescue as they lead a squadron of starfighters to the planet below. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to our 209th invitingly oh boy. Welcome to our 209th invitingly investigative episode of Mandavision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small independent Star Wars podcast. We are so glad that you are here with us today. Remember to reach out to us. Uh, the best way to do so is on social media, where we are at Mando underscore vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please feel free to email the show, mandovisiontom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, and follow this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. There's been, you know, hopefully, if all goes well, you won't even notice that there's been a bit of a gap in recording. Uh, that's just the nature of the beast right now with, with a, a particularly uh, pernicious schedule that I have to work by. Uh, but we're, we're back. We're, we're going to maintain our coverage of the show, and I might be a tad rusty, so please bear with me on that front. Uh, before we dive into the episode, because again, we are, we are back full force into reviewing and re-watching Star Wars, The Clone Wars. We're finishing out Season 5, and we're to uh, just a really pivotal section of episodes. Uh, we just covered the big Shadow Collective, Darth Maul, Darth Sidious stuff on Mandalore. Uh, that, that's huge. We also still have uh, the, the, the remnants. Excuse me, the music here should be a little bit higher up because I want you to be entertained while I'm talking over the intro here. <laughs> the, but what we're getting to now is, is, is so absolutely pivotal to understanding Ahsoka Tano, especially as we, we move forward this summer, it, leading up to the Ahsoka series coming to Disney Plus in August. Uh, th these episodes now, you know, if you've been with me since day one, we've really been chronicling and, and sort of diving into uh, some of the big turning point episodes for Ahsoka. And uh, this arc is the biggest to date because this arc that we begin to explore in this episode uh, is, is transformative for the character. Uh, and, 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 and it shakes her, it shakes her beliefs, shakes what she thinks she knows and understands, uh, and, and her, her general understanding of... of the Jedi of the galaxy, the way things work. Uh, so, so it's really imperative to, to look at these four episodes. 
uh, and it's sort of interesting the way this arc starts off because it starts off uh, you, you would have no idea that it was an actual arc. You know, it, it seems like a self-contained episode except for small teases here and there. Uh, and then in particular, like the way the episode starts, it starts off like another very Clone Wars-esque episode of the series uh, before it completely shifts gears on us after like the opening sequence here. So I'm really excited to look at look at these episodes more closely. Uh, I, I had considered watching all four episodes, closing out season five, and then coming back to do these these episode-by-episodes episode breakdowns um, with a little bit more... Let's 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 say like you know you you have a bit of a more full picture when you see all four right and then you get a lot easier to come back and comment, but I kind of want to watch these as we watch them you know one at a time stay focused on this because like again there's gonna be details from the next three episodes that I don't remember from my my original viewing ten ten ish years ago, so why not kind of keep that in mind like ultimately I know how it ends <laughs> we all kind of remember how it ends but let's go by those beats as and, and kind of re-experience them. As we go, I think that's a, a much more fun approach to to revisiting uh, the, the storylines in this. And again, huge stuff for Ahsoka. This is this is really really big, big stuff, and it it sets, it sets up a lot for that character moving forward. Uh, so so, you know, if you're watching these yourselves, pay close attention. If you, if you're watching it with you with your with your children for the first time, make sure they're paying close attention. These are these are uh, this is this is Ahsoka's journey. Uh, on the forefront and and her just being shook you know like everything she thought she believed uh being challenged and and it's it's really really great stuff and, and i look forward to exploring it every single episode of them as i rewatch them i'm like my memories versus what i see now you know how my uh memories versus rewatching it now how it stands up does it you know again i know it holds up but what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to very clumsily tell you is is, is that uh, it's going to be neat to to again knowing where Ahsoka goes, you know, having seen Rebels, having seen the character debut in live action, going back to these episodes is is it's it's good to go back to their beginnings and, and sort of see these these uh, touchstone moments, uh, these these moments that um, help that character be defined. So. I'm thrilled to get to these with you guys. Um, before we dive into that, though, there is like a teeny tiny little blip of Star Wars news, and I, I probably could have commented on this a few weeks ago, uh, and I sort of chose not to. But but well, you know, like why not? Why not? Why not talk about it? And and I'm talking about the demise of of the Star Wars interactive hotel experience, the 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 Halcyon uh, uh, Star Cruiser experience. Is is closing? It's been open. It will, I think, in its grand, the grand scheme of things, will have been open for about eighteen months or so. So, a smidge over a year, a smidge less than two years. Um, and you know, honestly, I think a lot of us, if we're paying attention to to what's going on behind the scenes at Disney, we know that there's like a lot of financial issues a brewing at at, at the House of the Mouse. And I can't say I'm terribly surprised by this because. When it was first announced, when when the, the the figures were announced, like how much it would cost to stay there, uh, you know, and and it, and it being in the thousands of dollars, uh, I didn't feel real good about that. <laughs> that was, that instantly that the the dollar amount when it was announced instantly excluded me from ever going to do it. Um, and I don't want that to to 
taint sort of like what you're thinking right now, right? Like that excluded me. If it didn't exclude you, that's great. I, I hope you went. I hope you had a great time. Uh, I, I hope you had all the experience that you wanted to have. Uh, but but to me, the the price point for the hotel was just restrictive. And and there was no way I would be able to justify that to, to, my, to my significant other. Like that was just not going to be in the cards. There was no way I, I could convince her that, you know, six grand for three nights at a Star Wars, at basically like, like a really just – super elevated Star Wars cosplay experience was was, was anything <laughs> worth worth that kind of money. Um, so I knew I was out immediately. I knew, you know, I, I, I joked with a, with a friend of mine. I was like, hey, let me tag along with your family. Oh, you know, let me let me have that that fun. But, you know, I, I, it just wasn't, wasn't going to be for me. And that was, I, I knew I wasn't the only Star Wars fan who was going to feel that way, who was, who was uh, staggered whose jaw hit the floor when they see that price point. Uh, so, so ultimately, you know, if you got to experience it and, and have the raddest of rad times, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm a smidge jealous because, again, it's going to be one of those, those Star Wars experiences that I will never have. Uh, and, and now that it won't even, won't even be an experience at some point. You know, maybe they'll figure out some way to, to incorporate elements of it into uh, a, a Star Wars land at Disney World, at Disneyland itself. Uh, that would be, you know, fun and interesting uh, because it did sound like a very, again, if you were into that Star Wars experience, it sounded like it was going to scratch that itch for you in a, in a big, bad way that, you know, just being in, in, in one of the theme parks for a day wasn't going to do. You know, it was a, this fully immersive experience, and it sounded really cool and unique. But there's a cost for that sort of experience. And uh, obviously, it wasn't profitable to Disney. They had to cut just cut it off, I guess. And they're like, you know, this is, this isn't working out. So they've ended it. I can't say I'm shocked. I can't possibly be the only Star Wars fan who, uh, sort of, again, I don't want to say I felt excluded, but again, I know that, that, that price point, I couldn't have been the only person who was like, well, I'm going to have to sit that one out. That one's just not going to happen. Uh, so, uh, 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 rest in peace, Star Wars, uh, Cruiser Halcyon Hotel Experience, whatever the heck the actual title was. Um, if, like I said, if you got to go, tell me about it. I'd love to hear about your experiences. I remember a lot of the social media hype leading up to its opening. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, uh, Star Wars content providers got to go and experience it and, and, and provide reports and pictures and feedback and videos and blah, blah, blah. And it, it looked rad. I can't lie. It looked amazing. And if you got to experience that, Kudos! I'm so I'm so glad. Tell me your personal experience with it. You know what were the highs and the lows, and, and, and the, the ups and downs, and the hiccups, and the were there hiccups? Was it flawless? Was it seamless? Did you just feel like you were actually in Star Wars? You know, I'd love to hear about it. And, and again, just cheers to you, uh, because again, you just had an experience that I will never be able to replicate. So so good on you. But R.I.P. to to that the 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 Star Cruiser Halcyon. We hardly knew you. Well, I mean, they gave us the comic books that, that told us, like, your 40-year history. But, you know, still, regardless, we hardly, we hardly knew you. <laughs> All right. That being said, I think it's time to shift gears back to our Star Wars, the Clone Wars rewatch series. We are on to Season 5, Episode 17, Sabotage. Original air date, February 9th, 2013. Written by Charles Murray, directed by Brian Callan O'Connell. Uh, we have... 
the usual suspects in our voice cast for this week. You will never not be delighted by this voice cast. I am, of course, referring to Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker, Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano, D. Bradley Baker is Rusu ISC, the Clone Troopers, and Captain Rex. Kari Walgren is Leta Termund. Tom Kane is our narrator and Yoda. Terrence T.C. Carson returns as Mace Windu. And Robin Atkin Downs uh, returned as, as Syndralig. And, and again, a familiar cast of characters if we are uh, admitting how much we love the show. We know these actors by heart. We know their voices. We know when they're back in the, in the, in the fold. Uh, our plot for this episode, Anakin and Ahsoka, excuse me, Anakin and Ahsoka are tasked to investigate a bombing at the Jedi Temple since they were two of the few Jedi off-planet at the time it occurred. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode, sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. And we will explore that quite a bit throughout this arc, really, to be, to be perfectly frank. This one sort of sets a tone for the next bunch of episodes. Uh, and you'll notice on these next four episodes, starting with this one, Sabotage, and going into our next one, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much, uh, we, 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 we begin a, a series of titles riffing on riffing, paying, maybe maybe paying homage is a better better use of, of better uh, terminology. Um, paying homage to Alfred Hitchcock films, you know, real real cinephiles sort of stuff, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go through the series. But yeah, this kicks off sabotage is like sabotage. The next episode, the Jedi who knew too much, the man who knew too much, you know, to catch a Jedi, to catch a thief, you get it. You know where I'm going with these things. So, again, a big arc, huge stuff for Ahsoka Tano, and I cannot wait. Let's go ahead and get into it. You know what time it is. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Someday, these droids will learn they keep messing with the wrong Jedi. Looks like you're clear. Just keep watching and learning, Padawan. Uh-oh. You're trailing smoke. What's wrong? Oh, nothing serious. Just a small malfunction. Master? Master, come in. R2, what's going on over there? Unconscious? Fly back to the cruiser. What do you mean there's something wrong with the engines? Tip your wing. I'll see how bad it is. That's not good. Let's just say now would be a good time to land. So we start this episode off like every other, any other episode of the Clone Wars. Uh, this time, the the planet Cato Nemoidia is under attack by Separatist forces. The Republic arrives to to intervene to save the day. Uh, it's it, it, you know, it's in the, a lot of background material. It, but I think to the casual observer. It, it, it may be a little confusing uh, uh, for, for Cato Nemoidia to be under attack by separatists when we know that the Trade Federation, a, a, an organization founded by Cato Nemoidians, <laughs> is, is, is firmly entrenched with the separatists. But the planet itself is independent. They have representation in the, uh, uh, in, in the Galactic Senate, which is, I believe, independent of the representation that the Trade Federation has. So, I don't know. It felt inevitable <laughs> that that eventually the, separ the Separatists would come for Kaden Nemoidia. Uh, and, you know, I've, 
if it wasn't so confusing, maybe we'd dive into the politics of Cato Nemoidia versus the Trade Federation. But they just just do keep in mind that that by and large they are two separate entities. But there may at times be uh, moments when they are politically aligned. But apparently in this one they are not. So our heroes are dispatched to save the day. Ahsoka Tano and Anakin Skywalker and their Jedi starfighters going down to the planet to engage the separatists. Uh, and we and very quickly. Our Jedi friends come under attack from Buzz Droids. Yes, we remember Buzz Droids from Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. You know, Episode Three itself. Um, this time we see them uh, get the best, better of Anakin Skywalker in a way we didn't expect. He, at one point, believes he's cleared his ship. Uh, R two has helped clear the ship, and uh, then we find out that they're all just underneath his wing. And that comical moment where, where Ahsoka says, "That oh, that's that can't be good." <laughs> and renders Anakin unconscious. R2 takes control of the plane, or of the plane, my goodness, of the Jedi Starfighter, uh, and, and does a sort of controlled crash landing uh, that, that, that skewers the buzz droids from the bottom of the cruiser as Anakin's unconscious and can't pilot it himself under Anakin, uh, Ahsoka's watchful gaze. And, and it, it's a great moment of, of sort of what Darth Vader would say the student has become the master kind of moment, right? Like, this is Ahsoka Tano. Now, she saved Anakin before, but but never quite so astutely has, has she sort of uh, uh, flexed her, her skills, her knowledge, her uh, just innate ability to, to, to be this, the, on the level that Anakin himself is on as far as, as uh, mastery of the Force, mastery of, of strategy and tactics, of, of all, all these different things. This, this is sort of like a little bit of a showcase uh, for, for Ahsoka to her master, even though he's unconscious. Uh, but the moment when he kind of comes comes to and, and she sort of fills him in on what happens uh, is, is, is a great little moment and, and sort of uh, that that's first little little poke that uh, Ahsoka is not the, the youngling slash Padawan that she was when their journey together first began. So let, let's go ahead and kind of play this moment because, again, I do like the sort of levity that... Uh, Ahsoka has as she sort of fills in her master and and his sort of like yeah I guess that makes sense because you know what you're doing kind of kind of kind of thing like recognizing that you know she's still his apprentice but but you know every day that goes by she is more and more on his more and more his equal so check it out very funny R2 are you okay master yeah what I miss. Oh, not much. Wait, wait a minute. Wasn't I flying? Where's my fighter? How did I get here? Fighter crashed. I saved the day. You're welcome. <sighs> All right. And it seems like we're, hey, we're about to get into the mix. They're calling on uh, Rex to come for a pickup, and we're going to get into the battle for Kaden Amodia when another message of, of the utmost importance. Uh, comes through to Anakin's calm. Master Yoda. Return to the Jedi Temple quickly. You should. You and your Padawan. We're kind of busy, Master Yoda. The reason we need you, important it is, Skywalker. Bombed the temple hangar someone has. Your assistance to fight the terrorist, we need. Who could successfully bomb the Jedi Temple? I'll be right there, Master. And so now we cut back to Coruscant. We go to the, the, the Jedi Council itself, uh, where we see many familiar Jedi Masters in attendance. 
uh, including Obi-Wan Kenobi on the council. We see uh, Mace Windu. We see Yoda. We see, again, again, just a lot of familiar faces in the places that we expect to see them by the time we get to episode three because we're, we're getting close to that point of the Revenge of the Sith. So uh, seeing, <laughs> seeing the familiar faces of the council very, very important here as, as, as we get closer and closer to uh, the inevitable at, at this point. Let's go ahead and play the scene here on the Council. How could the Separatists infiltrate the Temple? Worse than that, it is. What could be worse, Master Yoda? Everything is on the table. We have to look at the possibility that it could have been anyone in the Temple, even a Jedi. If a Jedi, this is. Gone to the dark side. There. I... I can't believe a Jedi would attack a place this sacred. We'd like for you two to lead the investigation. We can't trust anyone who was here, even a Jedi. You and Ahsoka will provide an impartial point of view, free of assumptions. We'll do everything we can. Careful. You must be, Skywalker. If willing to destroy the temple, the attacker is. To great lengths they will go, to keep from being caught. Then I guess we'll have to go to even greater lengths to catch him. So there's sort of our mission statement for the episode. Uh, Ahsoka and Anakin are there because they weren't at the temple at the time of the bombing. So the, 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 the Jedi Council is hoping these two will bring impartiality to the investigation. Uh, because, again, it's the Jedi Temple. There, ha there must be... Uh, at least the notion, the, the the doubt that that a Jedi could have possibly done this, right? And you know, I'm going to play a, a, a conversation between Ahsoka and Anakin as they explore the bombed out hangar here at the temple, uh, where where Anakin, you know, provides a lot of like really important vital information uh, uh, to to why they have to consider a Jedi as the one who potentially bombed the temple itself. Uh, but later in the episode, I, I, I found, and again, maybe maybe you disagree with, with my take on this, but it feels like Anakin very strongly shifts away from what he's about to tell Ahsoka and, and very much like locks in on the one suspect they have and then begins to shut out the, the idea that a Jedi possibly did this. Now, is he following his instincts? Is he following the Force? Or is this sort of uh, a, a hints of the Anakin that's to come down the road, the one that's uh, a stubborn and locked in and, and just bullheaded, and and you know giving us those those glimpses, those those, those uh, the foreshadowing of the Darth Vader that is to come uh, very very soon. So keep that in mind as you watch this episode, because like I said, I'm going to play this this section between Ahsoka and Anakin, where where he again he he is expounding the idea of impartiality and, and, and why it could very possibly be a Jedi behind this bombing. But again, once they get a suspect that's non-Jedi, he very he, Anakin, to me, seems to very quickly latch onto that idea. But let's play out the conversation between Ahsoka and Anakin as they explore the bombed-out hangar here in the temple. Let's go. Do you believe what they said, Master? That a Jedi could do this? Not every Jedi agrees with this war, Ahsoka. There are many political idealists among us. But a traitor. I'm afraid one can eventually become the other. Remember Count Dooku and General Krell? That's how they started too. 
All right, so I'm going to pause it right there um, because that's another element of, of the Clone Wars that I wish uh, they were able to sort of dive into more is, is, is the sort of, I don't want to say divide because like divide is not the right word, but, but the idea that, that there, were, there were plenty of Jedi, not just Dooku and Krell, as Anakin said, who fundamentally disagreed with the war, who in, in comics and novels, not all of them still in continuity or in canon, but walked away from the order because they were like, their, their belief was, we are not soldiers of the Republic. We do not fight their wars for them. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating element of the Jedi Order, of the Jedi belief system, that, that again, they tried to explore more in, in novels and comics. Again, I don't think a lot of them still fall in, in the category of canon anymore, but they always made for good reading uh, because... Again, again, I I enjoy a Jedi Order that's multifaceted with with many beliefs and and the idea that that Jedi uh, have and, and 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 interpret the Force in many many different ways and 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 their responsibilities to the Force and their responsibilities to the Republic. Uh, so I, I like that we touch on that in this episode. I wish it was something that we got to explore more fully in the Clone Wars. But the, this series had a lot on its plate with with uh, big ambitions on on what to do and stuff like that. So. Like a lot of things in Star Wars, you can only really like touch on things, and then it's up to uh, your 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 secondary source material, like like books and comics and 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 things of that nature, to kind of expound on them a bit more. But again, interesting that Anakin goes in that direction first off, and now uh, now we're going to meet our our crime scene investigator droid, uh, uh, Russo, uh, which seems to be a, a, a riff on. Uh, David Caruso's character from from the CSI uh, Miami series, with sort of its unique speech patterns, uh, the way it uh, raises and lowers this like magnifying set of, of goggles that it has for for enhancing, which is again sort of like this unique human characteristic that you would think a droid would just have like the the the, the eye, <laughs> the, re, the the photoreceptors that could do that on its own automatically, but you know whatever it, it's. You know, Star Wars has like sort of humanized droids in a, in a way. So, like, why not with this crime scene investigator droid? So let's let's check out their introduction to each other real quick. Only analysis and investigation will prove what is true or not. Who are you? I am Russo ISC, crime scene analyzer for the Jedi. I will be working with you and your Padawan on this case. I was assigned by Master Windu. Okay, Russo. You and Ahsoka should begin the interviews. I would rather interview the witnesses alone. Why? Many of the wounded have heard rumors a Jedi was behind this explosion. There will be ill will toward you. I think you're over-exaggerating, Russo. There were Jedi killed in that blast along with maintenance crew and clones. Take Ahsoka with you. Let me know if you find anything. I will, Master. Boom shakalaka. So there you go. And and now we begin the exploration uh, of the of the mystery. We we go and, and conduct interviews with the wounded. We conduct interviews um, with with others. Uh, and and we begin to explore the idea if a Jedi was behind this or not, right? Like we said in the in the fortune cookie, sometimes even the smallest doubt can shake the greatest belief. The idea that the Jedi could be behind this bombing has a big effect on people. And we see that later in this episode, as as there are protesters outside the temple, uh, 
against the Jedi. It's 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 very very interesting to to sort of uh, begin to scratch the surface of of this idea that the people are not always in agreement with the way the Jedi do things, uh, and then sort of the secretive nature of the Order itself. So after interviewing a few survivors in the med bay, Anakin and Russo and Ahsoka meet up to compare notes. Did you find anything? No, but the rumor about it being a Jedi is growing, Ahsoka. I can feel the anger and confusion throughout the Jedi Temple. Russo and I have a lead. We're looking for one of the temple workers, Jakar Bomani. One of the witnesses saw him in the area where the bomb exploded right before it happened, and we have not been able to find him anywhere. Come on, nobody just disappears? Unless it was well planned out. Well, it had to be well planned out to get past Jedi. I'll talk to security. And no one just disappears unless something else more drastic happened to Jakar Bomani. Hmm, just wait. So in our next scene, there's the, the protest that I alluded to, right? Outside of the temple where people demand answers, don't trust the Jedi, stop clone violence, all, the, all, these, all these things, uh, uh, stop the war, you know, anti-war protesters, basically. And again, the Jedi are the general. They're, they're sort of un, unwilling, unwillingly, maybe even unwittingly, the face of the war uh, to some people. And, and Anakin goes out front, shows the Jedi in charge, the, the person they're looking for is like, be on the lookout for this person. Uh, and then someone, a protester in the crowd, sees the hollow that Anakin has, and, and we get to the next portion of our mystery. That is Jakar. You know this man? He is my husband. I've been trying to reach him since I heard of an explosion. Where is he? I need you to come with me. All right, so now we get to a very important scene. Again, if this is new to you or if you've not watched it in a while, as we transition, as it wipes from this protest outside and we, we see Anakin preparing to enter the chamber to talk to uh, this woman who purports to be Jakar Bomani's wife, look who is in the hallway behind him, a, a, a Padawan that we recognize. It is Barris Offee herself who will play a much larger role in this arc before it's said and done. But also pay attention as this scene transitions to a shot from inside the room. Keep your eye on behind Anakin Skywalker as Barris Offee looks into the room to see who Anakin is about to, to question. Uh, it is one of the rare times where we get a, a hint of things to come. Uh, because by and large, as the scene plays out by the numbers, Barazafi would just keep walking. But no, no, no. She pauses to look inside the room to see who he is there with, indicating that this is not just a simple one-off episode, that there is more to this mystery than we will get to in this episode. A lot more happening here. But this is sort of our big moment to, to, to uh, sort of realize that is the case. So after Anakin questions the, the, the wife of, of, of Jakar, uh, we move to a, a really great scene of Anakin and Ahsoka and Russo uh, uh, sort of recreating the explosion, right, via holographic technology, sort of exploring uh, uh, the detonation point, 
the explosion pattern of, of materials as they were found in the room. Uh, really great graphics involved. The, 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 the coloring is fantastic as they move about the room with the explosion around them. is very, very cool. And this is when Russo makes another uh, a key discovery in the mystery. So let's go ahead and let, let the droid take it away. These pieces come from the blast origin. They are covered with microscopic droids of a highly volatile nature. Nanodroids? Yes, nanodroids. Great, now we're chasing nanodroids. Russo, go through security footage. Try to see if Jakar went to other parts of the temple. Ahsoka, let's go find out how Jakar got his hands on these nanodroids. It's it's a it's a it's a fast moving mystery. There's a lot of elements in play here, but I do really like the way they handle the the the, the plane of it out. Right, you know, it, it's an animated series. You have like twenty something minutes to to get a lot of information across and and to really get into a, into a mystery in a way that, um, you know, you don't want to shortchange the mystery itself. And and this is one of those episodes. There have been other sort of mystery episodes of the Clone Wars. This is the one where I feel like they do the most with the sort of limited time that they have. Like you really do get a sense of the, the depth of complexity to, to this, this plot against the Jedi with this bombing here. So really, really, really interesting stuff here as, as the investigation moves forward in, in, the, in a new direction with new information. So we find out that Jakar has, part of his job is with weaponry, explosives, demolition, and nanodroids. So it's looking more and more likely that this is the culprit, the suspect. So now it's time to brief the Jedi Council. So you found nothing so far. We have a clue we're following. But we still don't have answers. It is imperative that the truth be found soon. There are whispers that the Senate will have a meeting to decide whether the military police will need to become involved in the investigation. They can't do that. Clones died in that explosion. Maintenance clones working on the gunships as well as civilians. The Senate tends to take notice of these things, no matter where they happen. Master Skywalker, we have found Jakar. Lock down all exits so we can't escape. Well, that's not going to be necessary. Uh, and <laughs> we'll get to that scene in a moment, too. Uh, Going back to what Mace Windu says, again, I'm going to go back to an argument that I, I, I have been pounding into the ground uh, since day one of this podcast. Uh, why does the Senate take notice when clones die? Because the Senate views clones as property of the Republic, a.k.a. a slave army. And I'll, I'm just going to leave it at that. You've heard me rant and rave about that long enough. <laughs> Let's go and find out what Russo has discovered. Where is he? Well, part of him is here. I don't think now is a good time to joke. This is all that remains of Jakar. His hand? The rest of him exploded. Because he was so close to the bomb? Because he was the bomb. What's this? The connection we were looking for to the explosion in the hangar. The nanodroids? How did they get in his bloodstream? Well, this just keeps getting better and better. We're gonna have to search Jakar's home for evidence. 
and that they do where they find evidence that someone fed these nanodroids to Jakar, which then shifts our focus back to a different suspect, as, as apparently Jakar Bomani was an unwitting, unwilling? <laughs> human bomb. No, I shouldn't say human. That's not, not, that's not the right word. It was the unwitting sentient bomb uh, used to detonate in the explosion. And this is, of course, when, when Leta, the wife of Jakar, comes back home and discovers the Jedi. And she seems like she's willing to cooperate, go back in for more, more conversation, right? And then she takes off in these lower levels of Coruscant. And Anakin and Ahsoka pursue. But again, you know, it's hard to get around two Jedi Knights. Uh, uh, so she is, Leta is quickly brought in for, well, I shouldn't say brought in, but quickly questioned on the street here by Ahsoka and Anakin. Let's check it out. Let us stop! <clears throat> Let me go! Running means you know more than you're telling us. Jakar is dead, and now you're trying to blame his murder on me! Nobody ever said he was dead. But running proves you had something to do with the bomb. You don't know what you're talking about. People blamed Jedi because of you. People were killed because of you. You can't prove anything. Did you feed the nanodroids to Jakar? You will answer me. Now! I did feed the nanodroids to Jakar. You set up your own husband to die? You're dealing with things you don't understand. Oh, where you're going, you'll have plenty of time to explain everything. Again, another hint that there, there's a, a, a conspiracy afoot, if you, if you will. Uh, but Ahsoka and Anakin don't really take the bait on that. They, they, they again, sort of lock in on, on the idea that this is the, her acting alone, using Jakar as a sentient bomb, uh, and, and, and attempting to uh, shake people's belief in the Jedi Order. Um, and again, they, they, they sort of buy into that very, very quickly. Or do they? Now let's check it out as Anakin delivers, Anakin, Ahsoka, Mace Windu, and Yoda, uh, a sort of a wrap it all up for this week's episode at the very least. We're holding Leta in the cell below the temple to await further questioning. I am pleased to report there were no other nanodroids found in the sweep of the temple. I am also pleased to report, based on the security footage, Jakar Bomani acted alone. Which means no Jedi was involved. Thanks, Russo. Good job. Did this woman say what her reasons were for attacking us? Not yet. But we're working on that. I think we can guess their motives easily enough. Public opinion is swaying against the Jedi. That is becoming clear. This war is becoming less and less popular every day it persists. Almost as if that's something that someone wants to have happen. If only they believed that the Sith had returned. Oh, well. Let's hear Anakin and Ahsoka's uh, final ruminations on, on, on this plot. Master, I'm relieved we solved this case, but... What if it had been a Jedi? Yes, 
I don't know how I would have felt if a Jedi was really behind this. There are going to be Jedi who disappoint us, Ahsoka. But as long as we know there are good Jedi who fight for what's right, it makes it all worthwhile. There you go. And that's one of those uh, statements that kind of cuts, cuts, cuts Anakin to the core as, as we know his fate and the idea of, of, of a good Jedi and, and the choices that they make. And, and eventually where Anakin comes to stand on the Jedi Order down the road. Uh, but again, this episode, I'm sorry, actually not this episode specifically, but this arc, uh, I, think, I think it also has an impact on Anakin and his belief in the Jedi Order by, by the end of these four episodes that we're getting to. Uh, even his... Uh, un unwavering faith in the Jedi has to be shaken by, by what we are about to see. So that when we get to episode three, it, it sort of helps us understand his transformation a, a little bit better. You know, it's not as, as, as abrupt as, as, a, as a snap of the fingers for him to go from light to jet to dark, from, from him to be Jedi to Sith. No, there, there's more. And, 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 as pivotal a turning point as it is for Ahsoka, these four episodes, again, I, I think this is when Anakin really begins to sort of question, you know, what exactly are the Jedi doing and, and where, what is his role with them? Uh, these are those episodes to, to really sort of start pulling the, the meat off the bone with that. And, and it's, it's, it's great. But again, it sort of feels like the episode's contained and isolated. Yeah, yeah there's a few dangling pop threads, but are, are we going to get back to them? Are we going to explore more fully? Are we going back to Kidanamoidia? Oh, no, my friends. There's so much more to get to. And, and I, I love the way this episode kicks off because, again, it does sort of feel like this is it. This is the end. But no, no, no. So much more. Great episode. Really good stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the way they, they, they play this mystery out. You know, I, there's a couple... Uh, story hinks in it but not big ones not ones that really detract from my overall enjoyment of the mystery that they're laying out for us here and that's why i give this episode a solid eight and a half buckets this is good stuff this is good entertainment uh and 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 again again maybe maybe i'm a little spoiled because i know what's coming in the next three that that this is the tip of the iceberg the tip of the spear the tip of the lightsaber if you will uh so this is is really really enjoyable stuff so check this out. It is stellar Star Wars for your entertainment dollar. And if you already got the Disney Plus, why aren't you watching it anyways? Get on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> my name is Tom, Nargai Tom, and this is the Mandovision Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We thank you for all the support that you give to every small independent Star Wars podcast that's out there. There are many, many, many of us. But luckily, there are many, many, many of you taking the time to download, support, and share these shows with everybody else that, that you're friends with on, on the socials, in the real life, all the things. Truly, truly appreciate that. Remember to reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, great way to support the show, if possible, on, on your podcast listening format. Sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They really do help the small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in that corporate shuffle going on with the algorithm. So we appreciate you taking the time to do that. So very, very kind of you. All right. We will be back next week for the next installment here, wrapping up season five of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, you are in a good place right now with these episodes. Just so much 
amazing storytelling happening here. And again, a, a, a reminder that we are sort of nearing the end of, of George Lucas's contributions to Star Wars storytelling. Uh, these episodes are a big, big deal of, of what he set out to do when he launched the Clone Wars in the first place. You know, he brought in Dave Filoni to be his, his man on the ground, his boots on the ground, if you will. But it's, 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 it's George's vision still in these episodes. And I, I think that's imperative uh, to, to, to really understanding and appreciating not just the Clone Wars as a series, but Ahsoka and Anakin as characters, Obi-Wan as characters, Mace and Yoda and, and the roles they play coming up in, in, in episode three. These stories that we're getting to now really define these characters and put them in position so that we see the hows and whys of what they do in episode three in Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah, you know, just just kind of take note. You can be casual about it, but just sort of like, big, oh, huh, all right, I see what they're doing here, X, Y, and Z. These dots connect in, in bickety-boom, bam, and now we're there. <laughs> bickety-bam-boom. That was a good one. All right. <laughs> All right, my friends. Bucket Nation, you are the best. Continue to be the best Star Wars fans on the planet. Be kind, supportive of others. Embrace other opinions and ideas about Star Wars. Because, again, Star Wars is for everyone. And I will not hear otherwise on the topic. That's, it's, it's a non-starter for me. All right, my friends. We'll be back. You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way this is the way this is the way this is the way you expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers this is the way